It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. Tim Shaw, welcome to the show. Welcome to Become Your Own Superhero. Thank you, Laban. It's always great to be with you. Well, it's always great to be with you. And for those who don't know who I'm talking about, we are in the presence of who I, whom I believe to be the greatest hypnotherapist or hypnotist. It's the same thing. Is it the same thing? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. The way that I use it, you know, we're all experts in uh, learning how to upgrade unconscious programming. So there are stage hypnotists or street hypnotists who are very good at doing the entertainment side of uh, the business using hypnosis. Um, but usually clinical hypnotists and hypnotherapists are actually doing the, the uh, emotional healing work. And I would say that's a great way to sum up some of the work you do, Tim. And I, as I've been learning more and more about you and the, the impact you've been able to have on the world, I'm really am truly humbled to have you on the show today. And, and for people listening that have struggled with addiction or trauma or some kind of major event in their life that hasn't served you very well, maybe, just maybe, this might be the podcast that might change your entire trajectory of how you live your life because Tim Shaw is a man on a mission. But before we start, I'd love to know where the drive to, to do what you do came from. Well, I started out 34 years ago uh, with one question, which is, how do I get rid of my anxiety? How do I get rid of this self-doubt? How do I get rid of this feeling, um, you know, later on that I would describe as imposter syndrome, right? Never feeling good enough, never feeling safe, you know, um, never playing to win, always playing not to lose, <laughs> right? And how do I not get hurt? And how do I not run out of time or run out of money? How do I get people to like me or appreciate me or see my value uh, or even just include me? And so um, originally I wasn't out to try to transform the world. I was trying to transform mine and just figure out how to feel happy and peaceful and successful in life. And uh, it wasn't, um, if it wasn't for this journey, I don't know where I'd be right now. But because of this journey, uh, you know, after all these years, I found the solution and maybe even the cure for anxiety and insecurity. And uh, so now I'm on this mission to share what I've learned so I can help rid the world of needless emotional suffering. It's a powerful statement. Yeah, it's a powerful movement because we're so wounded. So many of us, and most everybody is walking around feeling wounded or broken or less than or not good enough. You know, we have these core unconscious beliefs that I'm not safe or I'm not good or I'm not worthy, right? If the only luck I have is bad luck and it has created so much anxiety and fear and overwhelm and burnout 
And, uh, and then with COVID and everything else that's going on in the world these days, uh, it's just gotten really out of control. One of the things that springs to mind, Tim, when, when I hear something like hypnotherapy to help with anxiety or depression or smoking or whatever, uh, it, took, it took me until I actually had some firsthand experience being hypnotized that I re- sort of realized the power of it. But like, there's so many different modalities out there. Is it a case of there is multiple ways to heal in the world? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are multiple ways to heal. You know, it's kind of like uh, all roads lead to Rome, that old expression. And uh, everybody is taking some basic core uh, approaches and philosophies and then putting their own spin on it to try to figure out how we can improve it or make it a little bit better and a little more effective, a little bit more sustainable, the positive results. And, uh, and I've done the same thing. And so out of all the different approaches that I've learned from getting my degrees in psychology and learning about hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming and EMDR and EFT and all the other, you know, peak performance fields that were designed to help create, you know, rapid breakthroughs uh, in human behavior and human perception. Um, I have figured out what I found works the best for me uh, and for thousands of other people. Um, you know, I was lucky enough. Well, luck's not the right word, but because uh, I worked my tail off, but I facilitated over 15,000 individual hypnosis sessions, you know, 15,000 of them. It took decades to see that many people, not to mention all the groups, you know, so there've been thousands of, of uh, you know, other people that I've helped using the group formats. And, um, and I've created what I call this one belief away method. And the one belief away method is really just has a philosophy that you're just one belief away from having a huge, significant, impactful breakthrough in your life. You know, if you go from I'm not good enough to I am good enough, what suddenly becomes possible for you, right? If you go from, you know, um, what if I fail to there is no failure is just feedback. And the more feedback I get, the more powerful I become. All of a sudden, your door of opportunity swings wide open. And, uh, and you're able to start creating real miracles in your life, uh, where before it feels like we're so stuck and frustrated because we don't know what to do. And, uh, and it completely changes. And it doesn't matter what the goal is. I've helped people with every kind of goal you can imagine. And, and I'm not, you know, focusing on, you know, trying to treat all their symptoms. I'm focusing on upgrading these unconscious beliefs that were formed in our brain when we're kids without our permission. And, uh, you know, because we all go through what I call big T and little T traumas, right? Either being embarrassed or humiliated or not getting picked to be on the team or be included Two people who've been through physical, verbal, sexual abuse and, you know, all kinds of horrible things that that humans inflict upon one another. And it's not just those experiences, but the beliefs that form in our mind about what we think those experiences mean. So, and, and it happens, our brain just makes it up on its own. So this happened because I'm not good. I'm not safe. It's my fault. Um, dad yelled at me. And now I have this belief that if he doesn't like me, then how can I like myself? Right. Or, you know, mom said one time, you're so stupid, you're never going to learn anything. And now it just seems like I can never learn anything. And so I've had 15 different jobs and careers because I can never seem to find something that, that I'm good at right? These beliefs just keep infecting us. And, uh, and so I found a way to go and upgrade those beliefs immediately 
uh, without medication, without talk therapy, you know, without taking years, uh, you know, most of the time we can create a significant impact in about 30 minutes or less. And uh, so it's changing the game and disrupting how we do therapy and counseling and, and personal development. This is one of the many things that I love about you, Tim, like the, the work that you're doing, you know, we, there's, there is so many alternative options that people can pursue, but it's, it seems from what I can tell and learning about you that the, the impact that you're able to have is immediate. And, mm-hmm. and I wonder if you share, there's a story about the woman, the woman that you treated with the, the elevator. I wonder if you'd share that oh, story. Yeah. Wendy. Yeah, I remember Wendy. Sure. Yeah, I'd love to tell you that story. So, um, so Wendy came to one of my Design Your Destiny seminars a million years ago, and uh, she had to have her family drive her there, her sister and their kids and her kids drove her there because she had agoraphobia. She never left the house. She was afraid of small spaces. She had claustrophobia. And, and so it was a real event just to get her to the seminar. And uh, it was a three-day event and on the, or it was a four-day event. And on the fourth day of going through all these experiences, um, and this is before I developed the One Belief Away method, um, we finished the seminar and she said, uh, I want to go on the elevator, right? And there was an elevator in the building and she wanted to get on the elevator and go to the top floor, which was a big deal because it was a small space. And I loved it because I like testing it. You know, I don't want to do a session and then hope it works. I want to find out right then and there, is this working, right? Did we get the result we're looking for? And so, um, so I said, yes, let's do it. So we got on the elevator and the doors closed and she grabbed my arm reflexively because she was just so like, oh my God, are we really doing this? And then I reminded her to do her power breathing and to shift and get into that right state of mind and, and to use what she had learned. And she did it and she started uh, getting to the top and she was using that. And as she was coming down, she just felt so excited and liberated. It was amazing that it was happening. And of course I was thrilled. So pause that story just for a moment. So her family came to pick her up and they saw us. We did not see them. They saw us getting into the elevator. So they were like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? They expected her to have a total freak out and a meltdown. So they were all standing outside the elevator waiting to comfort her. Well, we didn't know that. So so we're in the elevator. We get down to the first floor. The doors open. And Wendy and I both go, yeah. And we start screaming. We throw our arms up in the air. Well, we did that. And their family saw us. And they did it at the same time. They freaked out. And they're like, yeah. And everybody, like, I want to start crying every time I tell this story. And, uh, and everybody is cheering and she runs into them and they give them a big hug. It was like this beautiful, perfect hallmark moment. And everybody's jumping up and down and crying and so happy. And, and I was just, you know, happy too. It was just awesome. And then, you know, Wendy would, a couple of weeks later, she sent me pictures because her son had moved halfway across the country and she hadn't been able to see him because she wouldn't get on an airplane. And she was sending me pictures from her son's house. She had been on an airplane. She went to visit him and I was getting pictures of her. And that's how the, this stuff that we do is creating sustainable change. It wasn't just in the moment, Laban, it was on a plane weeks later, you know, and then months later, uh, and then years later, you know, she'll check in and say hi and, and uh, read a post in my newsletter and stuff like that and talk about how, you know, that seminar changed her life. And so, yeah, it was a pretty amazing experience. When was the last time you heard from Wendy? Uh, it's probably been a couple of years. 
because I'm sure that that experience happened or 12 years ago, <laughs> 10, 12 years ago. So, so it's been a little while, but um, you know, luckily the clients that have had really, I mean, almost all of my clients have had pretty spectacular breakthroughs, but some of them are just really amazing stories. And, um, and so the people that have been through that often, uh, you know, we've been able to stay in touch. You have any other favorite memories of the work that you've been able to perform? Yes. So I remember um, the local meteorologist, the weatherman, uh, had a spider phobia and uh, they were doing it. He was in the middle of doing the weather and um, on Fox News here in our Indianapolis station. And uh, um, the anchorman, Ray, was getting ready to do this bit about spiders and had a tarantula on his arm. And Jim saw that spider and freaked out and ran out in the middle of the broadcast ran right out, you know? And so of course everybody was making fun of him on the radio and everything else. And, and uh, you know, so I called up the station because I heard Jim on an interview saying, Oh, wouldn't it be a big deal, a big deal, but my dad saw me do that. And so now I'm a little embarrassed, you know? So I called the station and I'm like, you know, I can make Jim a hero. If you give me an hour with him, I could probably get that spider on his arm. And, uh, and I didn't hear from him. They're like, no, you're insane. That's not going to happen. Well, three months later, I get a call from the uh, producer. And uh, she says, hey, you know, we were thinking that maybe we would do that with Jim. And, you know, if you could just get him next to the spider, you know, in the same room. And I said, I really think I could get it on his arm, you know, and really show how you can conquer your fears. And she almost hung up on me. She told me later, she says, I thought you were out of your mind and I didn't want to bring you on the show. <laughs> so I get there and they want to do all these promos, right? Building up to it and all the stuff. And I'm like, I need to actually work with Jim. I was supposed to have an hour with them. By the time we got done, I had 10 minutes and they wanted to film that too. And I'm like, you've got to get out of here. I need 10 minutes in this room with Jim. And luckily he was suggestible and I hypnotized him and I hit him with every tool and every technique I had. And 10 minutes later, we were there with all the anchor people and Jim had a tarantula sitting on his arm. <laughs> That's awesome. How about that? <laughs> and yep, for the, on live TV, right? Is the power of the mind, and we turn Jim into a hero. And for those uh, that are screaming out at Tim, uh, yes, we know it's arachnophobia is the t the technical term for fear of spiders, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. That's uh, right. And the only reason I know that is of that horrendous movie that came out in the '90s that scared the pants off most people. Even Spielberg, yeah, that movie was horrible. <laughs> yes. I was going to ask you a question about health, about hypnotizing people into putting things like cancer. Um, and we haven't prepared for this interview, so I'm really putting you on the spot. Is there any work that you've been able to do that's had beneficial results with regards to health improvement? Oh, yeah. So like Kathleen came to see me. I've, I've done 10,000 hypnosis sessions just for weight loss alone. Because when you're a hypnotist, everybody comes to you to help. You stop smoking and lose weight. So I've done more of that than anything else besides the work with anxiety and trauma over the years. And so, um, I mean, I have thousands of stories of helping people over the age of 50 who are lifelong dieters and uh, could never lose the weight or keep it off that were sugar addicts and chocoholics and you name it. And, um, you know, food obsessed. And we busted them out of that and gave them that, that food freedom. And they lost a lot of weight. And so I've helped thousands of people lose tens of thousands of pounds and they were able to keep it off because it's not about dieting. It's not about uh, that. It's about these beliefs that are running in our mind. And so Kathleen came to see me and she was about 300 pounds. 
And she said, um, you know, diets don't work for me. I can't lose weight. It's impossible. So can you just, you know, help me to become a happy fat person? Cause I'm tired of being miserable all the time. And then she started crying and I knew Laban that that's not what she wanted. She wanted to be a more fit, thinner, you know, happy person. And so that's what we focused on instead of hypnotizing her to eat broccoli. You know, we got in there and we started um, upgrading those beliefs of I'm not worthy. She had a belief that I'm not worthy. You know, if I'm not worthy of taking care of myself, then I'm not going to make myself a priority. I'm not going to put the energy into myself. And then she would sabotage herself and go right back to eating the food because in her brain, that was the love and the comfort because she didn't know how to get it any other way. And so when we updated those beliefs, uh, you know, in uh, it was 10 months, she lost 154 pounds in 10 months. And she said that even when she lost the weight, yeah, I looked like a totally different person. She said, even when I lost the weight, um, it, the feelings of self-love that I have that I've never had my whole life are more important and feel better than even the weight loss. And so I put all my best weight loss strategies into a book I released this year called losing weight without losing your mind. It's on Amazon. And, uh, you know, it's an amazing way of retraining your brain so that you live a more health conscious lifestyle. And again, it really isn't about, there's an old book that's called, it's not what you're eating. It's what's eating you. And I was so heavily influenced by that book. And it turns out that that is exactly the case. So this is really interesting. uh, I've been very open about this, Tim. I've brought guests on the show many, many times to help me with the challenges I've got going on my life. That wasn't my deliberate intention with this. Um, you were a wonderful guest on my wife's podcast, the world's best trauma recovery podcast. And I have enjoyed that a couple of times on my runs. I, you know, about some of my weight loss journey and I, and I lost 60 pounds of uh, body fat originally, and then put on a lot of a heap of muscle, like 30 pounds over a few years. And in the last, let's say, eight months since we arrived since we left australia the weight has crept back up again mm-hmm. is what what are the what are the most common causes for that for someone who's who's gone through and done a heap of work has worked so hard on the self-love component what, mm-hmm. do you know what's going on there yeah so one of the challenges for everybody is that 80 percent of the foods out there have sugar in it I mean, I've heard that they added sugar to salt, (laughs) right? I mean, they have added sugar in some form to 80% of the foods that we consume. So even when you're doing a really good job and you feel like you're eating a well-balanced meal and you're eating organic foods and everything, there is still so much hidden sugar that the calories add up. So now this is because you said that I focus so much on the self-love and I've taken care of that part, which most people have never really addressed that. That's their biggest culprit. That's the reason they keep going back to the devil they know, because it makes them feel comforted. But if you have resolved those issues and you really are passionate and excited about eating healthy and fresh and eating foods that came from a plant or a tree or the ground or the sea, you know, that's for me instead of a, a, a can bottle or box, right? So when, uh, when you are eating that way and you've associated pleasure to it and your new treats and rewards and comfort foods are guacamole and, 
you know, and, and carrots with peanut butter and apples and, you know, and all that good stuff, salads and salmon and things like that. Then, um, you know, the only other part of it is the fitness. And a lot of times with fitness, people do it uh, too much and then they get an injury or they burn out or it's not fun for them. And so they stop doing it as opposed to doing a little bit every day consistently. So, um, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on for you, but that is usually one of the three things. It's either there's, there's still too much sugar in the food that you're eating, uh, you're not consistently doing fitness, or there's still some beliefs in there that are causing stress and anxiety. And you know that uh, releases cortisol in your body and shuts down fat loss. So those are usually the three. I think it's the latter because when I, when I say I've done a lot of the work, the last nine months have been incredibly stressful. I mean, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. some of our story, you know, Anna's story and, you know, leaving Australia under duress. And I, mm-hmm. and I, and I realized, and I was getting a remedial massage from uh, Luis, the masseuse. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and nice. uh, my God, I got more knots in my back than a bloody scout den. And, <laughs> um, and I was like, what is that? And he's like, it's stress. So yeah. let's let's assume it is that. I know the bad stuff when I eat it because I normally do it in ginormous quantities, right? Mm-hmm. They sell hu- hugging mm-hmm. dust at uh, at Sam's Club here in like three-liter quantities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, yes. It doesn't last very long. <laughs> so let's assume it is the cortisol. What, what are some basic self-hypnotic techniques that I can use to help build some momentum? So one of the tools that I use a lot is what I call the jump ahead, right? And the jump ahead just means when people are wanting to eat and, um, and, and struggle with weight loss or and, yeah, and struggle with, with eating healthy, there's usually two steps. Step one is I think I want this. And step two is it's in my mouth, right? Where people who are pretty healthy and, and fit and active, they have three steps. So steps one is I think I want it. Step two is how am I going to feel 30 minutes from now? Am I going to have energy or am I going to be tired? Am I going to feel motivated and get stuff done? Or am I going to want to procrastinate because now I've got the fatigue and the head bobbing and I can't keep my eyes open. Am I going to move closer to my goal or am I going to feel like I just got got pushed farther away? And so that moment, that moment um, where you have just a few seconds where you can actually make a different decision. It's in that moment that you jump ahead and you say, how am I gonna feel? And you actually try to get a feeling, right? So, you know, between the diabetics and the alcoholics in my family, I was born with a whole set of sugar teeth. I don't just have a sugar tooth. I got a whole set, right? And so I have had to work really uh, a lot at making sure that I'm not in the closet when I'm stressed out, chugging a bag of (laughs) M&Ms, okay? And so, or the ice cream right? Or the pizza or whatever it may be. And so um, I have associated, I hate being tired because, you know, I've got lots of life to live. I don't want to wear out. I want to, I mean, I don't want to rust out. I want to wear out, right? So I'm always going after big goals and helping people in big ways and making things happen and moving the next mountain. And so I need all the energy that, that I can muster. And so I look at everything that I, before I put it in my body and I think, is this going to make me feel energized or not? You know, I used to live on Mountain Dew and Diet Cokes, no way, because they make me feel tired afterwards. You know, no way, give me the water, right? And so that's what I go through. My mind now is sorting by energy. How's this going to make me feel? If it makes me feel good, 
and, and energized afterwards, not in the five seconds that it's in my taste buds or even the three seconds that it's in your mouth because there's no taste buds in your throat or your stomach. So you get five, three seconds of, of mouth pleasure with the ice cream and then you got all the dairy and the sugar sitting in your stomach for the next two or three hours making you feel like crap. To me, it's just not worth it, right? And so, um, so instead, I'll focus on, I'm gonna have those apple slices with peanut butter, I'm gonna have that guacamole, or I'm gonna have some other treat. I'm gonna get some frozen grapes, take some grapes, throw them in the freezer. Then when you want that cold, you know, fun, uh, you know, taste and something sweet, you eat the grapes. It doesn't skyrocket your glycemic index like the ice cream does, and it actually gives you energy afterwards. So that's a really powerful technique that you can use uh, the jump ahead. Well, thank you very much (laughs) for that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I have been listening to this short little uh, hypnotherapy um, file that that you sent me. uh, The audio program. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, that has made a massive impact. And and, uh, I remember when you were talking to Anna on her, her podcast how I'd listened, I'd had hypnotherapy to give up sugar a few years ago, and then I'd started back. And you mentioned that it takes it takes commitment, at least initially, to help build that momentum. How important mm-hmm. is is that commitment from a hypnotherapy point of view? Well, repetition is essential because all the habits we have are because we repeatedly did them until it became an automated response in our brain. And so people, I laugh, they will say, well, how long do I have to do this? <laughs> I'm like, well, how long do you want to feel happy and successful? <laughs> right? So it, uh, the latest cognitive research says that it takes 61 days in a row of doing something for your brain to carve a new neural pathway in there that creates an automated response, a habit, right? 61 days in a row. And then you want to have some reinforcement after that. It doesn't have to be every day, but you still want reinforcement. I think of it this way. If you're driving down the highway and you're going 55 miles an hour, um, how long do you have to keep your hands on the steering wheel before you can just let go? Well, I think you always have to have your hands on the steering wheel if you want to arrive safely at your destination, right? And so um, even these self-driving cars have accidents. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so I think that you are always going to be mindful of your thoughts. But that's why you've got to listen to something. And with my audio programs, you literally, I call it lay and play, right? They're on MP3 format. You send them to your phone and you lay down to go to sleep at night. You push play. And then that's all you have to do. I mean, people are always wanting an easy button. It doesn't get easier than lay down, close your eyes. Let me train your brain while you're sleeping. And uh, I will admit I've, I've drifted off asleep a couple of times. Sure, and, that's uh, normal. It's right. So I'm glad to hear that. And there's um, there's a word that you use and the way that you say it that made me smile a few times. And I was curious to know whether it's deliberate, like NLP. And it's like you say the word away, you go away or something like that. Is, <laughs> is that deliberate or is that just a Tim Shurism? Yeah, no, that's uh, every time I'm saying a word or I'm or I'm not saying anything and I'm using dramatic pause right? It's all very intentional because I'm setting the mood and I'm creating emotion and I'm locking different feelings in and the way that I'm using language to create images and emotional responses inside and anchoring them in at the right times. You know, it's all very strategic. 
for, for people like me that love taking bold, massive, and strategically courageous action and wanted to get some one-on-one time with you, how much more effective would you say one-on-one sessions with you? I don't even know if you do them anymore, but versus reading your book, for example. Yeah, well, I have two options because not everybody can afford to do private coaching, which is fine. So I put all my best strategies in books and audio programs and things like that. I mean, most of my hypnosis audio programs are $20. So very affordable, right? So private coaching is more obviously, but it's the same as uh, watching or reading a book on how to swim versus getting in the pool with Michael Phelps, (laughs) right? Who has won more gold medals in swimming than anybody in history. Right. And so that's what it's like. So it's significantly more powerful if I spend time with you one on one or in a group, because I can see your blind spots. I can feedback stuff for you and um, that would take you years to figure out. And I'll spot it immediately because I'm well trained to do that. And then, of course, I can also customize what we're doing for you specifically based on what I've known about you and what I've picked up, you know, in our conversations. And so it's, extraordinarily effective for those who are able to do it. Um, I mean, my biggest expense every year is on coaches. I'm always hiring coaches, you know, to help me with personally or with marketing or, you know, whatever else I'm doing because coaching, personal coaching, having someone with you to go through it, gets you results faster than anything else you can do on your own. And uh, because you are so humble, Tim, like, the, your your one your book one belief away which you co-wrote with dr joe vitale like like these are these are big now and you're on the phone to les brown this morning and and you and i've got lots of mutual friends in the space um yeah. blaine bartlett and and uh well just an amazing network of people like you are the real deal right and you you've done the work i uh i would love to do some one-on-one with you i think um the the impact that the small amount of hip, hypnosis that I've had and 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 as studying hypnotherapy would be really beneficial for what I want to achieve because the biggest challenge I have with this whole thing Tim is that when you go through a major transformation like I've gone through and then all of a sudden you have a slip up there's kind of like it's out of alignment right it's out of alignment it's like oh, I know what I'm doing is wrong it's not like it I don't know. I know what I'm doing is wrong, but there is a blind spot there and maybe the stress, you know, the cortisol side of things, when you think about what I've had to endure the last year or so, my God, yeah. no, no wonder I haven't killed myself, right? Oh. <laughs> I mean, listen to the language, right? I mean, there was so much stress. No wonder I, you know, didn't kill myself. That, and that kind of stress, you know, is an underlying loop in our mind and we're aware it's there, but we don't, we're not aware of how much it's impacting us. Right. And so high level. And when you're an achiever like you and when you're gutsy and courageous and making bold moves and doing what you've done, which takes an incredible amount of courage to do, you're used to the high stress and you're used to the pressure, which makes it even more challenging to recognize it. Because when you stand in the fire all the time, like you and Anna do, it's, you know, you get used to it. Right. And so, um, we don't realize, holy crap, I'm on fire right now, <laughs> not in a good way, right? And so you're right. As you as you have grown so much, you recognize that you know you have a new identity that you have cultivated for yourself, and now you don't feel like you're in alignment with that because of the stress. Well, you just knowing that right now is a huge breakthrough because now you know where you need to go next. 
You know, I always say our biggest breakthroughs are hidden in the places we don't want to go, you know, where we're resisting the most. So at least you know where to go next. And that in itself is exciting. Yeah, well, I appreciate that a lot. And I just realized that that I, I maybe I've been able to diminish the impact of the stress because of how well that I have handled it, um, but it still had that impact on me um, that I needed to confront but wasn't aware of. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time with high achievers and as driven as we are and as much as we can handle, it still gets to you. (laughs) You know, it still, it still adds up over time. And even though we're accomplishing more in a week than most might accomplish in a year, we're still, you know, human and we all have our stuff. And, uh, you know, when you get knocked down a lot, it does start to mess with you a little bit. And uh, having that tough guy or tough gal mentality isn't always some a lot of times it's definitely needed, but not always. Sometimes asking for help and and, uh, being vulnerable is what we need, not leaning in and getting tough and pushing through it. Sometimes pushing through it is the worst. We just had um, the Indianapolis 500. Here and those multi-million dollar race cars, they're built for speed and performance, just like you. You're built to zip around and win, right? But they also have to have pit stops. If they don't pull over and literally stop to retread and refuel, they don't finish the race. And so those pit stops are just as important as zipping around the track. What a wonderful analogy. <laughs> That's really brilliant. Um I hadn't really thought about it like that, and and it's but it's so obvious because you know the the number of conversations that I have had with some super high achievers is that we all need help, and one thing I've noticed in my own life is that more the better I am at receiving help, the more help I'm able to give others, in a beautiful dichotomy, right? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What what else is really important to you, Tim, in your life? Um, well, my family is always the first that comes to mind. So my my uh, oldest is 18. He just graduated high school, which is exciting. And my youngest just graduated middle school. And so, um, you know, we've been going through a lot of changes here. And, um, you know, we've gone through a lot of heartbreak. And, and uh, you know, on, on Easter, we lost my mom's mom and I lost my dad on the same day, you know, so that was and then we got COVID a week later. So that was so life's been um, difficult and challenging for us. And so, um, but we keep looking for that rainbow. You know, you don't get the rainbow without the rain. And everybody has their war stories and, and the experiences that, that beat us up. And so we just got to figure out how can we come back stronger and find greater purpose and, and look for the gratitude, for, uh, you know, what we do have and, and then have some kind of vision or mission that we're moving towards because life is more beautiful when you have a sense of purpose. Uh, so my mission uh, now that I'm working on, uh, as you know, helping people to get rid of needless emotional suffering and helping people overcome trauma. Uh, yesterday, um, I'm not sure when this will actually uh, air, but um, yesterday for me was a Memorial Day for us <laughs> was, was Memorial day. And so I released, um, my new documentary and, uh, the trailer for it, it's called one final mission. And we are on a mission to free veterans from post-traumatic stress. 
the VA just isn't cutting it with uh, medications and the uh, talk therapy. It's just not working. And uh, 22 veterans take their own lives intentionally and unintentionally every single day. That's almost one an hour every day. And uh, that's horrible. And so um, I've been helping people and veterans for you know decades to be able to overcome the PTSD very effectively. It's been incredibly successful. And so now we're putting together these one final mission seminars to, um, to help people in a big way, you know, internationally to help people put their lives back together, uh, post-combat and deployment and, and not just for the veterans, for the spouses as well, you know, and the families, the moms and the dads who've also been traumatized, um, from that, the, the kids who are now adults, but you know, their parents went to Vietnam, you know, and so, um, you know, they have been impacted by how their parents or their dad came back, you know, not the same person. And so we're doing some really exciting work with them and then building an army of healers, you know, for those who want to continue to, uh, to not just get helped, but help their fellow brothers and sisters, then uh, I'm teaching them my one belief away method. And, um, you know, so that we can build an army of healers who will go out there and change the game you know, and, and, and set generations of people free. This is so great, Tim. And, I, and uh, you know, my grandfather on, on my mother's side didn't mm. touch a drop of alcohol uh, until he was 30. He went and served in World War II. He came back and then turned into a horrendous human being who verbally, physically, and maybe more abused all four of the children and yeah. has created this legacy of dysfunction in the whole family and and here i am trying to undo as much of the intergenerational stuff as i can so the impact of you being able to prevent that kind of stuff taking place is so super important and you, you're right you can't do it by yourself right so we need we need more people to be able to to take the reins on this and so on that who who makes a great hypnotist who would make a great person to learn these skills and to do this stuff well, anybody that has a big heart and who wants to help and is willing to be coachable uh, can learn this because it's not so much the hypnosis. Again, hypnosis is just a word. You know, it's really an understanding. It's the art and science of understanding how your unconscious mind creates reality. And, uh, and so I've created this OBA, this one belief away method, where literally it is a series of eight experiences that I've written scripts for, and it's literally a manual, <laughs> this priceless manual that you, anybody can almost, anybody can sit down and read it and take people through these experiences and it changes their life. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. I put that much into it because I've had that much experience and work with so many people that I have figured it out. And so, um, so, you know, my last class I had lawyers and I had, um, businessmen and I had um, veterans in there and, you know, I've trained teachers and counselors and business coaches and authors and speakers and, you know, um, psychologists and, you know, anybody that wanted to learn firefighters, uh, police, anybody that wanted to have some better tools for communication and for healing people and, and for taking charge of their destiny. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty amazing ride. And we're, I feel like we're just getting warmed up now. So where can people find all this stuff, Tim? Yeah, I know. We're working on rebuilding the timshare.com site. 
because we have so many funnels and so many programs and we're working right now to put it all in one place to keep it simple because I have, I am kind of a, a content madman. I've created so much over the years. So, um, but if you want to learn more about the uh, one final mission, whether you're a veteran or you're just someone who wants to heal from um, the traumas of your past and break free from fear, go to timsure.com forward slash OFM, one final mission, timsure, S-H-U-R-R.com forward slash OFM. And then you can watch the trailer and then sign up to watch the documentary and it will take you through the whole experience. That will be uh, a great start. We will include those links below in whatever platform you're watching or listening to this. Tim, do you have any concluding thoughts for our audience today? Yeah, you know, I love that um, you have created a show where you can share what you've learned in your story. And Anna, she's an extraordinary, you know, you have, you're such a power couple. You have such huge hearts and also super smart. And so I love the work that you're doing. It's been a real honor for me to be on this show with you today and for me to be on, uh, on hers as well. And so it's just awesome. And uh, I want everybody to know that, that you, to quote Les Brown, you know, you have greatness inside of you. You really do, that you are more than enough. And if you don't feel that way, we can shift that. Uh, I do have a free program that uh, people can get a, a copy of. Uh, it's called The Power of Your Unconscious Mind. And uh, if you go to timshire.com forward slash gift, uh, G-I-F-T, then you can download a copy of that. But just know that you are amazing. And the more you believe it and embrace it, the more you're just like you said, Laban, the more you take care of yourself, the more you're able to help and serve others. And that's true. The more we love ourselves, the more we can uh, be a force for good in this world. So always believe in yourself because I believe in you. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Shaw. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.